0: Hey, what's happening, everybody? This is Pastor Colton Pemberton with People's Tabernacle Students. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I'm excited for what the Lord has for us. I'm praying that God would speak to us by His Holy Spirit, that He would open our understanding, open uh, our hearts to His Word today. I'm going to be coming out of Romans chapter 6 and the first four verses. I just want to talk a little bit about what I feel like the major problem in America today is, and really even in the major problem of our students. In my time of student ministry over the last several years, I have found that America is in a major identity crisis. And you might ask yourself, Colton, what do you mean by identity crisis? I'm here to tell you today that I have found over the years students that are truly struggling with trying to be like the rest of the world. Now, this is something that has not been new. Satan's tactics are old and he uses them quite well. Now, I'm not here to give glory to Satan, but I am here to say that Satan wants to deceive people and specifically young adults, students alike, that they are not enough that they're less than. And I, under, I understand that uh, we don't necessarily preach self-esteem or we don't necessarily preach, I guess, uh, that, that you in, within yourself are enough because really we're not. We're all sinners born into sin. Christ is the only answer to our problems. But I am here to tell you today that we have students who are struggling so much with who they feel like they are that they're literally taking their lives. They're committing suicide at a higher rate than has ever been recorded in history. Now, understand this. I'm not too prideful to say that I don't struggle with this because it's something that Satan in our flesh and the world tries to do and take away from us. And I'll give you an example. Just the average, ordinary reality TV show makes it feel like those who don't have enough, who don't look like this, and who don't uh, become this or have enough money or have enough fortune and fame and popularity and all of these things, it makes you feel like you're doing something wrong. It makes you feel like that you're not enough. Now, again, I understand that uh, it's not necessarily wrong to have fortune and fame. It's not wrong to be beautiful. It's not wrong to look nice. But if all of those things are all that we live for, then I'm here to tell you today, the truth is you'll have identity issues. The purpose that you have in life is to not make you look like the most beautiful woman or the most extremely uh, buff and good-looking male. The purpose that God has given each and every one of us is to share the gospel and the good news of Jesus Christ to every individual on the face of this earth. Now, understand this. Once again, I don't want to demonize the looking good and having all of those good opportunities. I'm not saying those within themselves are sinful. I'm saying that you as an individual, if it's all that you live for is to keep up with the Kardashians, to be in people's magazine, to allow yourself to uh, be so enthralled with the way of the world, then that is what is sin. Your faith in and trust in what you want to be like as the world, that is what is sin. And I'm, and I'm, I'm here to talk to a little bit about the identity crisis we're suffering with. Uh, we have students today who, again, I've just mentioned, who are struggling so bad with uh, how they feel about themselves and how they feel about the way of this world. They don't feel like they're enough. They feel less than. And, and I'm here to tell you today that Paul deals with this subject. It's amazing. Paul knew thousands of years ago by the Holy Spirit that this would be an issue, and it has most certainly become an issue with, of course, all of the social media, fads and all of the reality TV shows that are out and about these days. I want to direct your attention to Romans chapter six. I'm going to start in verse one, and I want to just take a few minutes to expound upon what these verses mean. Paul begins here in the book of Romans to talk about our identity in Christ. And really starting in verse six, he's he's talking specifically about sanctification. And I want to talk to you about the position that we have after we've said yes to Jesus Christ. Now, Paul is here in chapter six beginning to explain the mechanics of our salvation, what took place, what all is still taking place. And he uses Romans 6, 7, and 8 to, of course, describe our Christian experience. Now, look, I believe it's the promise of God that you and I can walk in the newness of life. What do I mean by that? I mean that you and I no longer have to feel that we are less than, that you and I don't have to feel like there's an issue or a problem about us. We can be satisfied and solely satisfied in the fact that we are co-heirs in Jesus Christ. Now, I want to read this to you, and I want to talk just a little bit more about that in a moment. Verse 1 of chapter 6, the book of Romans, Paul Paul says this in the King James Version. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? He says, God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? And Paul says this, know you not, or do you not know that so many of us as were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death? Understand this, that you are identified. You have the identity of Christ Jesus. You are not your own any longer. The actions that you make, All of the thoughts that you have, you are identified because Christ applied the blood to the doorposts of your life. You are identified with him. Now, at the moment you said yes to Christ and you placed childlike, simple faith in the redemption plan of God, which was Christ at the cross, you, my friend, became a co-heir with Christ Jesus. Jesus says this, that you, my friend, have overcome life and that you can have life more abundantly. Jesus is talking of himself when he says this, and he says it to Peter, one of the disciples who was struggling with anxiety and fear. And that's one of the two main issues that I feel like I'm dealing with in student ministries. I'm seeing students who are depressed, who are Fearful, who are full of anxiety because they don't feel good about themselves, and I'm not uh, again here to tell you that it's the answer is within yourself. It's not. It's truly within Christ. But Christ gives you the stability, and Christ gives you the peace and the comforting Holy Spirit to allow you to know that you are identified with the most holy Savior, Jesus Christ. You don't have to struggle with the thoughts that uh, are, are Are you enough to your best friend? Are you enough to that boy or that girl that you have a crush on? You are an enough to Christ. You're enough that Christ died on the cross for your life. Christ living a perfect life gave his life freely for you to be saved and for you to feel loved. Now, if we understood that and if we identified ourselves in that, then you, my friend, I feel like the the problem that this nation has and and its depression and all of the uh, anxiety that we're dealing with in this nation, one of the most prosperous nations in the world and one of the most materialistic nations, if if you would understand and and If I would understand, if we would all come to a place where we have a saving knowledge that Christ died for us and we are dearly loved, then I believe that anxiety and depression would decrease overnight. I really do. Now listen. I know that there are certain medical conditions, of course, that takes place in a, a human brain and also the stomach. There are many chemicals that are released called serotonin and different other uh, uh, certain uh, chemicals that, uh, that certain individuals have a lack of because they have autoimmune disease. I understand there's, of course, a physical problem with certain individuals that, who do need medication for anxiety and depression. I'm not trying to dismiss that or be insensitive to that, but I am here today, uh, today saying that Christ has overcome... The world, And the reason why I feel, though, that uh, this nation struggles with depression and suicide so much is because we've forgotten the simple faith in Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. And in verse 3, I want to read it again, and then I want to jump down to verse 4. It says, Do you not know that so many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, were also baptized into his death? That at the moment of salvation, you placing your faith in Christ, that you died with Christ, then you're therefore buried in Christ, and then you're therefore raised up with Christ. Verse 4, therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death, that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in the newness of life. Let me talk about that for a moment. We should walk in the newness of life. You see, that's a contingency promise that Paul lists here. I always like to say the term contingent because it's contingent upon our faith. It's our choice to choose and place our trusting faith in Christ every moment of every day. Now get this. You can have the newness of life every day that you live. You know, it's amazing. The Holy Spirit cares so much about you and Christ cares so much about you that you, my friend, have the opportunity to have the Holy Spirit quicken your mortal body that means that God cares about how you are as an individual, a physical being. He wants you to feel loved. He I want. He died for uh, for you to feel the joy and the comfort and the peace that Paul's talking about. And he says even here, the newness of life. You see, oftentimes when we get depressed, we get down, we get anxious, we feel fearful. It's because we don't have the newness of life that Paul's talking about. We uh, are stuck and we're stagnant in our faith and we're refusing to believe for more of Christ's grace. And we find ourselves in a very very depressed state, and we get down in ourselves, and we get inside of our flesh, and we misplace our faith, and we no longer place it in Christ, but we place it in ourselves, or we place it in other individuals, or we place our faith in other materialistic things, and all of those things will not bring you comfort eternally except Christ, because He is the source of being the way, the truth, and the life. So, if you're depressed, my friend, if you're anxious, if you have the fear, uh, it seems like that is so crippling to your faith. I'm here to tell today, just trust, just believe in Christ. If you have thoughts of suicide, I'm, playing for, I'm praying for deliverance in Jesus' name. I'm about to say a prayer here in just a few moments. And I want you to know this today, that God loves you. He sent his one and only son to die for you. The identity that you and I have now is that Christ looks at us as forgiven, and then God looks at us as his child, his children, co-heirs with Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. I'm praying that God would begin to sweep across this nation, that he would bring revival to our souls, that God would allow us to understand that it's all about Jesus and not all about ourselves. And I'm asking that, Father, that you would come in today to this podcast through your Holy Spirit, and God, you begin to speak to hearts and lives, God, that you would this today, that God's students would be able to realize their identity in you. God, they would understand that, Father, it's not in and of themselves. It's not in and of anything in this world, but, Father, it's all about you. Father, I pray that we can worship you, and in spirit and truth, I pray that you can provide comfort, peace, eternal joy, God, to those who need it. And, Father, we thank you for it, and we praise you for it. In Jesus' mighty name, amen.